to be very, very clear on your area of specialization and stick to that. And the reason why that's important is because it's so much easier to talk about that area of specialization with absolute conviction and passion. And also, when you have clarity on your area of specialization, you can create an entire solution around it and your entire content strategy around it so that then you become the go-to person. I'm Janet Ahmed, host of Hacks and Hobbies podcast and a digital presence advisor at HumbleZone. This episode is brought to you by Home Studio Mastery. I launched a consultation and course program to help podcasters and course creators to create a space in their homes that will reduce the friction of creating content and appearing their best when showing up on camera. The pandemic gave us a lot of issues, but this one is here to stay. We're now so much closer to our audience thanks to video becoming more popular and affordable. I help guide folks who want to create Hollywood-worthy studios to not only capture great content, but also build more confidence, more authority, and be more comfortable in front of the camera. If I can do it, you can too. And with my help, you can do it faster. So if you'd like to learn more, visit homestudiomastery.com and how you too can create a home studio that brings out your personality, professionalism, and possibilities. Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life. We want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. Today, I got to speak with Mary Henderson. Mary is an international recognized personal branding and online business specialist. She helps industry experts systemize, digitalize, and commercialize their knowledge, wisdom, and skills into a scalable and profitable online business and a brand so they become an authority in their niche or industry. This is going to be an awesome conversation. So let's jump right in as we speak to Mary Henderson. Mary, thank you so much for coming out to the podcast. Hi, Janae. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it so much. You are welcome. Well, this is this is going to be a fun conversation. So let's jump right in. Share with us how you got started into your entrepreneurial entrepreneurial journey. I don't know. I don't know why I'm saying that word. <laughs> don't worry. I do exactly the same. I know. You know I get twisted all the time. I yeah, know. I, all the time. I, I understand. I get it. <laughs> so how'd you get started in this fun business of? Uh, you know, being our own boss. Yeah. Well, I actually started in 2005. So my journey of being my own boss is 17 years old now. It's a long <laughs> time. And, and time flies by, really, you know, when you're having fun. But for me, you know, Janine, I, I just think that there are some people that are born to be entrepreneurs, you know, like mm. that was me. You know, when I was young and everyone was playing with Barbie dolls, I I was repulsed by Barbie dolls. Like I can tell you, I was like, what is this shit? Like why do people play with these plastic things and they pretend uh -huh. it's there? I just didn't, I didn't get the concept. 
I was interested, I was obsessed with calculators. Mm. Like, do you understand calculators? Numbers, number crunching. Like, mm. I was obsessed for me. My parents were like, what is wrong with this child? Like, she just wants calculators. And so I knew, I just always had these really big aspirations. My mm. imagination was big. Uh, my mum and dad sent me to uh, have um, uh, private uh, voice coaching from the age of five you know so I always knew that I wanted to do something outside the status quo yeah. but for me what I do right now really started back in you know I think everyone has a sliding door moment and in year 2000 you know I was in the tech industry I was you know really climbing up the corporate ranks things were going amazing I had this amazing sliding door opportunity and in that moment I realized that I could right now make a decision to solve this complex problem and be recognized in the tech industry as the person that can solve this these type of problems and build an entire brand around it. And it's exactly what I did, exactly what I did. I, I knew that I could command my demand in the industry. I got headhunted, you know, I did really well. I turned businesses around. And then I realized in 2000, around 2003, 2004, I was like, I got to get out of here. I really need to, you know, do this for myself. I know I can do it. And then 2005, I transitioned and started my own software company. That was not the plan. I was yeah. just a long story behind that. But I started with my software company. I had that for seven years. Then I took a three, then I took a sabbatical. And then you could almost say for three years before I then transitioned into the business that I'm in right now which was in 2015. Wow, very concise, very poignant. And it's amazing how the different phases we go through our own lives that enable us to make those decisions. Absolutely. You know, and I think that this is, a, you know, Steve Jobs said it best, I think, you know, when he said, you know, you've got to look at your life with uh, connecting the dots back to front, not front to back. I totally get that. Yeah. I totally understand that now, you know, looking back in hindsight, you know, you can see that every moving part in your life has a purpose. It is, I believe, divinely orchestrated for it to be like that. How is it that I could be doing what I'm doing right now with ease mm. and grace, literally with my eyes closed? Had I not had all of those experiences, I may not have loved it at the time, but yeah. it was important for me to have that experience to get me to this point. No, I, I totally love it. So you are doing some amazing things. You're helping entrepreneurs build their yep. personal brands. Yes. You are an online business specialist. Yes. And what's amazing is that uh, I was reading or I was reading some stats how there's less than 1% entrepreneurs in the US. Wow. Whereas there's a lot more entrepreneurs in other countries. So you're based out of Melbourne, Australia, Australia right? Yeah. Australia. And I would really love to see the, you know, the stats on how many entrepreneurs there are in that country. I think it's, I would say it's pretty close to the US, to be honest with you. And I'm going to tell you why, because mm. a lot of people call themselves entrepreneurs and it's like this new age kind of wave. People leave their jobs or they've got a side hustle and they call themselves entrepreneurs. Mm. I don't classify that as an entrepreneur. I understand that people are getting the taste of it, yeah. but to me, Entrepreneur is really about innovation. It's about challenging the status quo. It's taking risks. It's doing what everybody else is not doing. But it is actually genuinely 
solving mm. a complex problem. In, in other words, you have a product or a service that yeah. can solve a complex problem and you're monetizing that. And so that to me is real entrepreneurship. It's the, it's product or service development or solutions development mm -hmm. and you know and it's challenging the status quo it's disrupting industries it's disrupting the way people think it's somebody that can actually it, take what they've got in terms of their past in, ter in terms of their knowledge their wisdom and skill set and actually do something with that yeah. that to me is a much more accurate representation to, to entrepreneurship and the other side of the coin is most people Janaid, are not prepared to take the risk. They're no. not prepared to leave their their guaranteed income on the fifteenth of every month. They're not. They're uncomfortable being uncomfortable. You yes. have to be comfortable being uncomfortable when you're an entrepreneur. It has to be part of your DNA. And I think that entrepreneurship suits me beautifully because mm -hmm. I'm very comfortable being uncomfortable. I love challenging the status quo. You know, I'm comfortable in that space. I've always been a disruptor and a black sheep. So for me, it was the, a natural transition. Mm -hmm. But if you're not that's, is that way inclined, yeah. it's going to be a hard, an uphill battle. No, you, you're absolutely right. It's, it's a lot of challenges. I spoke mm. with uh, another guest of mine mm -hmm. and she got, started getting really bored on mm. her job because she mm. was like, I'm, I've accomplished this, accomplished this. Mm -hmm. I need more challenges. And then she pivoted to becoming an entrepreneur herself. And she's like, this is a lot of fun because she loved yeah. challenges. And if anybody's afraid of challenges, entrepreneurship is not the space for you. And you're right. It, it's, it's a lot of work. I'm still, yes. I, I still haven't stepped in that role yet. But yes. I know that I'm building teams on the side and automating and creating systems in mm -hmm. place because mm -hmm. I value my own time. I value mm -hmm. the, the legacy that I'm leaving. I value the time that I get to spend with my own family, my kids and yes. everything. And yes, entrepreneurship exactly. gives us that freedom, right? Well, well, the other thing is that, you know, when you step into entrepreneurship, the other thing is that I think a lot of people base it on hope. Mm -hmm. So this is the other problem that we have. It's like, you know, and we think that time is a luxury. Time is not a luxury. You know, one year suddenly becomes 10, becomes 15 years, and time goes by like that. So for me, it's really to be successful, you have to have some type of system in place that you're following or you're someone's showing you the way, yeah. you know, because if we don't have systems, what are we doing? We're just hoping that things will actually figure themselves out, but they don't figure themselves out mm -hmm. because you you know yourself. You know, it's not just about creating a business. It's understanding the market. It's understanding the way that your audience thinks. It's understanding how to put yourself out there, how to write content that will draw people towards you, understanding your numbers. I mean, there's so many layers mm -hmm. that are involved. And then, of course, there's a feedback loop that we all must rely on in order to course correct or uh, to version what we've currently got, make it better, smaller, faster, thinner, whatever it is. Yeah. And so we need that feedback loop. And this is where a lot of people just get, they just leave that part out. Mm -hmm. And I think one thing that I can say is that coming from a corporate, from the corporate landscape, the, 
it's really, really, really been extremely beneficial to me because in the tech industry, we rely on systems, like everything's systematic, everything's automated. So when you've got that mindset, you understand the power of implementing systems in your business as an entrepreneur. Man, I love that. I absolutely love that analogy. And it's just like you can't drive a car without all of the systems that are in a car. Yes. You can't expect to be a human being without all of the systems that are in our bodies, the the respiratory system, the uh-huh. all of the nervous system, all the different systems that we have enable us to be fully human. So for a business to be fully alive, you need these systems in place. I think that you're absolutely right. You know, I always use that analogy. Would you buy a Lamborghini if there were cogs missing in the motor? Like, would you buy it? It kind of, it looks gorgeous. Mm -hmm. It kind of sort of works. Not at its optimum. It stops, it starts. It's, you know, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. You just wouldn't do that. You want to, you want to buy that Lamborghini because it's just, it's everything that you believed that they promised you that it would be. And you get in it and from the first second, the experience meets your subjective view of what Mm. you've been dreaming about all those years. Suddenly you're in the car and it's like, oh my God, this is everything that I dreamt it would be. And this is the same thing with our entrepreneurial business. When someone comes on a journey with me, I'm not gonna promise the Lamborghini that doesn't work. I'm going to promise the Lamborghini. Yeah. You know, and to, for me to do that, I need to have systems in place to take the client on a journey from start to promise. Here's where you start. Here's how you do it. Here's the supporting framework. And here's how we're going to move through the process so that you yeah. can get to the end destination. Well, otherwise, what am I promising? Mm-hmm. It's just more noise, more conversations, more, oh, let me get back to you on that. And most of these entrepreneurs is based on what I call tech experts. You know, mm-hmm. they read three or four books. Suddenly they're an entrepreneur. You know, they follow all these gurus around. And I just find it just, it's, it's, it's really unhealthy, to be perfectly frank. No, you're absolutely right. And that's one of the reasons why you know, Gary Vee says, hey, if you want to be good at something, you got to work in that industry, work with the corporation, work with, even if it has to be free, so you understand what it takes to walk in those shoes. I worked with somebody, you know, many years ago, and it was just very interesting for me. It was my very pivotal moment for me in my business as well. You know, where a lot of people, their dream is not to be an entrepreneur. Their dream is to be famous. Mm. That's, I'm in the personal branding business. I see everything. You know, so I get so many of these influencers coming to me, but really they don't want to help people. They don't want to serve humanity. Mm. They don't want to make the world a better place. They want to be famous. And they get confused with personal branding and a Hollywood agent they need what they really need is a hollywood agent that's what they really are looking for so i was working with somebody many many years ago and you know she wanted to teach people how to find their purpose meanwhile her life was in ruins it was just Mm. the work i mean it was so non-aspirational you know just everything was on the poverty line everything was push 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 and one day i just had to sit with her and say you're wanting to teach people how to find their purpose, but you haven't found yours. 
Like you yeah. actually haven't found your purpose. Yeah. The life yeah. that you're living is not aspirational. I can't see that that's a purpose-driven life. And so I'm going to be black and white and really blunt, but I just find it humiliating that you're that you believe in your head that you can go out there and charge five thousand dollars and mm-hmm. make shit up like it's just making it up yeah. why would you want to compromise yourself like that and what you really want is you just want to be famous and you've got this thing behind you that you believe will make you that will validate your believability radar that oh if i've got a program a coaching course to teach people how to find their purpose that validates my uh, presence Mm. on social media now i'm going to tell you that a lot of these social media influencers who do have 100 200 followers they are empty cans and that make a lot of noise most of them are not monetizing they don't make money so this is the problem we've got with entrepreneurship it's a loose word because everyone's using it but really most people that are in the entrepreneurial or use the label most of them want to be famous wow they need and that's you you said it right on the dot they need uh-huh. hollywood agents and not yes not a personal brand because you've got to have to be able to work on yourself right you've Correct. got to have to go through that journey that you're teaching other people and if you haven't mastered your own self how can you claim to help somebody else master well, well, their the, lives the, well, the thing is, Jeanette, that's a very important point because just going back to that example that I was sharing with you, you know, I, I am a massive, massive believer and investor in my personal development. Like, you know, I've, I am just the biggest advocate for personal development and, and personal growth. When I left my software company, I merged it with another company. I decided to take 12 months off mm-hmm. because I went on a 12-month sabbatical really i had to go and find myself because i was lost in this sea of noise even though my business was successful and i was an entrepreneur i was building software products all of that was amazing but realistically i was empty on the inside Mm. so when my i had mentors i have had the most unbelievable mentors you know uh, professors in uh, in philosophy at oxford university i've had you know uh, experts in the emotional body neuroscience quantum physics you name it i've done it i've done so much uh, personal development not self-help real personal development like really getting to the core of things and and the thing is that when you're when you've been on that journey for a long time you collect a lot of information and also you see the world through a different lens so when i'm working with people that come to me because they're disguising that they want to serve humanity with entrepreneurship. Yeah. And let's use that example of, you know, wanting to find help people find their purpose. What I what I found is that I was actually giving my knowledge and wisdom, my life experience to these clients and saying your program should be like this. Mm-hmm. But then I'm and, and then one day I thought, why am I actually sharing my experience? They haven't had that experience. They don't even know what I'm talking about. Right. It's way beyond their comprehension because they're still at the Louise Hayes, mm-hmm. you know, you can heal your life book. You know, that's where they're at. I've yeah. gone well and I'm down the I'm 
way down the rabbit hole. Yeah. It's not yeah. only that, Janae, but you know what else it is? It's also having awareness of the world that we live in. You have to actually understand the world that we live in and how it works. Because when you see the world through that lens, you can never be the same person ever again. No way. So you see what I'm saying? So so anyone that wants to be in this space of entrepreneurship, it's not just about saying, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm going to use that label loosely when really I want to be famous. It's really about how can I contribute to the world and make it a better place? How can I, I, I can see how ruined and chaotic and the, the, the way, that, how evil in some ways this world works, but through my contribution, and it's only very small, I can make it into a much better world. So do you see what I'm saying? Entrepreneurship is Absolutely. breadth and depth of your life journey. It's a combination of your knowledge, your wisdom, your skill set. These, it's all of that, what I call your internal inventory, then go into entrepreneurship. Man, I'm totally blown away, Mary, with your wisdom here because you're absolutely right. Unless you've traveled the path, you can't tell anybody what they're going to find on that path, right? Correct. Once you go down that dirt path, you know all the ins and outs. Then you can tell people, hey, this is what you're going to encounter watch out for this kind of things. And you've gone through that journey because you've had solid years of experience running your own software company and now running your personal branding business. I love that. And the thing is that I think that just to add to that, you know, it's and the journey never ends. It's still going. Yeah. You know, just when you think you figured it out, it's like, oh my God, how come I didn't know that? Or any, so that it, you just keep on going deeper and deeper. Yeah. And I'm one of these curious people. I'm like, Wow, where's that going to take me? Mm -hmm. So, you know, so it, and what, and the other thing I want to add to that as well is that those people that are mistaking, a mistake, have mistaken um, uh, entrepreneurship with, with fake fame, they're lazy. I can tell you yes. right off the bat, they are lazy. They're not going to do the, the work, you know, that I'm, I, you know, my entrepreneurship, I was up till two, three in the morning, every morning for years. I still am, you know. So there's no laziness factor in the real entrepreneur because you don't see your work as work. You see it as genuinely your vocation. Your mindset is completely different. It just Amen. flows. It's yeah. easy. You're doing it with ease and grace. There's no laziness because I don't see me working till three in the morning as, oh, my God, a chore. I see me working till three in the, and I'm exploring, I'm discovering, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm creating, like I'm excited. So and it, it's, a different, it's a different mindset. It really, really is at a very deep core cellular level. Amen. I think it was Jim Rohn who mentioned it's very hard to make your first million because yes. you have to become somebody else. You have to become the person who is able to make that million dollars. But the second million, the second million is a lot easier because you're already the person you need to be to achieve that million dollars. Janine, I love that, what you just said, because that is a massive part of my coaching program. Mm -hmm. And here's why. Now, most coaches, they're either teaching one aspect of 
a human. Every human is made up of a masculine and a feminine. Everything in the universe works in masculine and feminine. Mm -hmm. So what happens is that, like, let's just look at, let's just break this down. In the corporate landscape, everything is masculine. It's a masculine Western power system that's Mm -hmm. all based on survival. That's it, okay? So when you transition out of that into entrepreneurship, you still need the masculine system because it's all about implementation, strategy. Mm. It's all the doing. I have to do all of these tasks. I have to implement. I've got to have a methodology, a system. That's all masculine. When that is live and implemented, then we have to flip to the other side and now we have to embody that version of us. Because we can't self-actualize our potential if we haven't actually stepped into the arena and become the very thing that we've just implemented. So the masculine now is an implementation, but the feminine is the embodiment of that as you, the human being, you are that. Yeah. This is the part that most people leave out. It's like, okay, now I've done it. I've got my sales funnel. I've got this. I've got that. Da, da, da. <laughs> I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make a million dollars overnight. Not so fast. Uh-huh. It doesn't work like that. So, do you see yeah. that these these systems? I'm talking about systems here because mm. they are systems. Until we understand them, it, it, the the first million is very very difficult to make because most people don't follow systems. Yeah, one hundred percent. Wow, I'm so honored and you know so grateful for the the wisdom that you shared. Thank you so much, Mary. Appreciate Thank that. You. And thanks for having me. Yeah, and and walking us through your journey in life, your yeah. motivations, what's keeping you afloat, and what it, what really inspires you is when other people put in the work, and then you're like, I wanna I wanna mentor this person because they're. I see myself in them because I was working so hard. I want to be able to give them the tips and tricks that I didn't have when I was growing myself. Uh Absolutely. That's exactly right. So thank you so much. Um, We're going to take a quick short break and we'll be right back as Mary shares with us three hacks to take away. So stay right here and we'll be right back. I'm Junaid Ahmed, host of Hacks and Hobbies podcast and a digital presence advisor at HumbleZone. This episode is brought to you by Home Studio Mastery. I launched a consultation and course program to help podcasters and course creators to create a space in their homes that will reduce the friction of creating content and appearing their best when showing up on camera. The pandemic gave us a lot of issues, but this one is here to stay. We're now so much closer to our audience thanks to video becoming more popular and affordable. I help guide folks who want to create Hollywood-worthy studios to not only capture great content, but also build more confidence, more authority, and be more comfortable in front of the camera. If I can do it, you can too. And with my help, you can do it faster. So if you'd like to learn more, visit homestudiomastery.com and how you too can create a home studio that brings out your personality, professionalism, and possibilities. All right, guys, welcome back. We're here with Mary Henderson. We've been having some amazing conversations about entrepreneurship, what it takes to make yourself an entrepreneur. 
and how much work you need to put on. And you might think it's a lot of work, but when you're playing basketball and wanting to hit that three-pointer shot, it's a lot of work, but is it also boring? Not at all. And that's for entrepreneurship. It's not boring at all. So Mary, share with us three hacks to take away that our audience can apply with their lives immediately. I'm going to just talk about, you know, my area of specialization because I think it benefits everybody. Absolutely. You know, the first thing I want to talk about, you know, when it comes to especially, and if anyone that's listening to this is entering into the entrepreneurial world, here's three ideas that I want to propose. The first thing is to be very, very clear on your area of specialization and stick to that. Mm. And the reason why that's important is because it's so much easier to talk about that area of specialization with absolute conviction and passion. And also, when you have clarity on your area of specialization, you can create an entire solution around it and your entire content strategy around it so that then you become the go-to person. So that's the first hack. The second hack is to create systems that are outcome driven because that's where premium pricing leaves. Mm. A lot of people create courses, you know, $99 courses, $199 courses. It takes the same amount of effort to sell a $99 course as it does a $20,000 program. And they are two different things. So if you're going to go down that path of creating a service solution that is educational or content driven, make sure that you systemize it so that at the end of the journey, the client is fully has fully experienced a transformation, not just education. Remember, education can be found by Googling the how, how do I do something. Transformation can only happen through somebody else's wisdom. So that's number two. And number three, in terms of actually monetizing your business, you must have a layered lead generation strategy. I cannot stress this enough. So many people put their eggs in one basket. A lot of the Facebook, you know, gurus, they just talk about, you know, master just one platform, you know, and I don't agree with that. I think you have to have layers in your strategy Mm -hmm. based on where your target audience hang out. That's it. You don't have to be everywhere, but you need to be seen as omnipresent in the eyes of your target audience. So that's very important that you're across multiple platforms so that you can be seen and you can be heard. So there's my top three. Matt, absolutely. Education can be found, but transformation can only happen through someone else's wisdom. That's really powerful. Yes. Yeah, it's true though. I love it. It it is absolutely true because... There's thousands and thousands of YouTube videos where you can go and look up, oh, how do I change a tire or how do I fix my toilet, etc. You're right. But transformation you can only find from through wisdom. I love these three points. Okay, let's jump right into the six questions I like to ask my guests. Uh All right. Number one, what is the one hobby that you wish you got into? Okay, this is going to be totally random, but I love baking cakes. Like, oh. I mean, like, I mean, like exquisite cakes with the icing and the whole, you know, like just beautiful cakes. 
I, if I could have, like, I, I love that. I just love baking. So, and you wouldn't think of it, but it's just my time out. That's probably one hobby that I would like to pursue. So <laughs> I haven't done it yet. I, I just love make it, it up. <laughs> no, I love it. There's actually a series on Netflix and it's around cakes and, and food items that look like physical objects. I'm like, yeah, is that really cake? And they, they do such a great job. I know. I love it. Our next one, what did you want to be when you were a child? Oh, definitely a rock star, 100%. Like just on stage, singing, rock star, like absolutely. I nice. still I still am a rock star inside my body. That's I just right. express it differently. <laughs> <laughs> well, rock star Mary Henderson, let's yeah. take on to the next question. Let's what go. is your favorite movie or TV show? Okay, probably... Um, a Star is Born, I think, is probably my favorite movie. Although I just watched Elvis recently and I love that as well. Oh, wow. So, but I think A Star is Born, I relate to the A Star of, uh, uh, is Born is so relatable to me. So mm. I just love it. Yeah. So that's that would be that, I think. Awesome. Thank you so much. Next question What movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it? I will probably say a star is born again. I think okay. that would be that that's me hundred percent. I love it. A star is born. Our next question. Who is your favorite superhero? Uh, my superheroes are my children, period. That's it. They are just the best. They just have taught me so much about myself. Mm. They are my superheroes and I've taught them that they are their own superheroes as well. So there's no one outside of me that's more powerful than myself or yeah. if I had to choose anyone, it would be my children. I love it. That's so beautiful. And the last question is if you were a board game, what would it be? <laughs> I would say I would be chess Oh, because I'm so strategic, mm -hmm. you know, I'm a real thinker and you know, I'm very patient, you know, and um, I would say chess definitely. I love it. Man, that, that was an amazing conversation. Thank you so much, Mary. Thanks, Janine. Last question. Where can my superpreneurs find you? Oh, I love that, superpreneurs. That's just <laughs> beautiful. Um, anyone can feel free to email me, mary at maryhendersoncoaching.com. Uh, you can check out my website, maryhendersoncoaching.com. You can get me on LinkedIn at Mary Henderson Coaching with a pink circle around my face. You can uh, connect with me on Facebook, Mary Henderson Coaching, and Instagram, Mary Henderson Coaching. I love it. Well, thank, thank you, you so, <laughs> thank you so much, Mary, for all the information. We'll be sure to include all the references, all the links that you shared in the podcast notes so audience can find you and connect with you immediately. Thanks, Thank you so much again, and we'll catch you in the next one. Congratulations, you made it to the end of the episode. Thanks so much for listening to our guest on this episode. Please send me an email at junaid at hacksandhobbies.com to tell me what you loved about our guest today. You could find links mentioned in this episode on the hacksandhobbies.com website.